Hello, and welcome to the Catholic Duluth Show. The Catholic Duluth Show is a parish community podcast serving the parishes of St. Lawrence and Holy Family in Duluth, Minnesota. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Dan Rhoda, and with me I have Father Eli Gieske. How are you doing today, Father Eli? Good. Good to be with you. Yeah, thank you for uh, for joining me. Um, Happy uh, Memorial, optional memorial of St. Juan Diego. Yes, yeah, I was looking at that yesterday, yeah. yeah. It's uh, the feast day of Juan Diego, and yeah. then um, in, what, three days is... Uh, our Lady of Guadalupe. Our, our, our Lady of Guadalupe. This year we miss out on because it falls on Sunday, the third Sunday of Advent. Gaudete Sunday takes its place. But I was thinking of maybe, I haven't decided yet if I'm going to do this yet, but I was thinking of doing a special blessing again for uh, either people who want to get pregnant or those who are pregnant or those who are young mothers or whatever. Because last time we had... Yeah, it worked well. It worked well. We had like 100%... <laughs> Of those who could get pregnant, got pregnant and had babies. So yeah, since then, so those are pretty good odds. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. So Our Lady of Guadalupe really did well. So yeah, um, yeah. I remember when like I was first told that, and I was like, oh well, that is um, that's a uh, yeah, that just a good odds, a high success rate, high success rate, and um. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that that that's probably probably worth doing it again. Um, we all, there was also a you know snowstorm over snowstorm. the last weekend. Yeah, yeah, you know there was a lot of hype about it. Mm-hmm. I kind of expected this actually when they were hyping it so much. I'm like, I don't think we're gonna get much. But other places of the state they did. Like even up in Two Arbors, apparently they got somebody. Mm-hmm. I was talking to one of the kids this morning. He's from up there. And, uh, they said they got like ten inches or maybe a foot, so that's a lot more than we got here in Duluth. Yeah, yep. So, yeah, yeah. It wasn't. Um, yeah, it wasn't absolutely like. It made it sound like it was the world ending, like snow and wind and and there was. I mean, it was you know mm-hmm. this, it was a little slick that morning, uh, that afternoon driving out of Duluth. I was heading down to the cities on Sunday mo- Sunday afternoon, so but mm-hmm. not too bad. Yeah. Um, Tara and I were in Brainerd oh. at my parents' house, and so how was it there? We ended up just like coming up Saturday because okay. it was just like, yeah, it was like, it was like, oh, you could, you could be anywhere from like six to like sixteen inches. Yeah. So like that's a really <laughs> that's high a big range. range. <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, like we can't necessarily miss Monday. Yeah, if, yeah. Or and so it was like, all right, let's just go up Saturday. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, the sisters went out to Bishop Cousins was installed in Crookston. Oh yeah. So he was installed in Crookston on Monday, and they were going to be there for it. They were singing or something like that. So they left Saturday rather than Sunday. I think was what their original plan was. Okay. So yeah, yeah, they they got there. But apparently, some people traveling to that uh, installation mass had some difficulties with the weather. So there were parts in the state that mm-hmm. did have uh, storm of the century sort of thing, but it yeah. didn't, didn't seem so bad here. Yeah, I think I think the further you were like up the hill, yeah, the worse it was. Yeah. Which, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, good. Well, uh, well, yeah, we're on the second week of Advent. Second week, yeah, yeah. closing in on on third. Yeah, coming up so on. So we're almost halfway through already. Yeah, and it's crazy, you know, just thinking about that because 
it's like, oh, I feel like it just started, and it's mm-hmm. like already halfway yeah. done. Yeah. Uh, and it's just interesting looking at the church calendar, like just the way that everything happens this year. Uh, it's all like just really fast. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, Friday's Christmas Eve, and then Saturday is Christmas, and then Sunday is like Holy Family. Um, Holy Family. And you're like, oh, like la- last week it was like a whole another week. Right. 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 Yeah. Uh, so it's just it's just kind of funny how like everything's boom 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 yeah yeah. no it's we get the full four weeks of advent but then christmas uh and holy family are really right next to each other so that's Mm -hmm. unusual yeah uh and we have i mean there's a there's a handful of things going on yeah just things in uh for the advent season Mm -hmm. um kind of starting off this uh, this weekend, there's the St. Ben's Day Retreat, which we talked about last week. Um, but that is happening September, or September, Saturday. Uh, uh, December 11th. December 11th. And then uh, that's 8.30 to 2.30? 8.30, 2.30, I think something like that. I, I know there's lunch, mm-hmm. and I think the lunch is $10 to cover the lunch or something like that. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to be there. Uh, I know they have confessions available, and there's going to be some talks, and they're going to do morning prayer and mass. Mass is at the 8:30, and they think they have morning prayer after that and, and adoration. So yeah, should be good. I'm excited to see what they do, and I'm excited that they're doing it, and I can just go and yeah participate, assist with whatever I need to assist with praying with people and that sort of thing, but not not having to organize. So hopefully some of our parishioners can make get some good out of it too so mm-hmm. yeah and, and, and this is a really cool uh thing too that we've talked a lot about working together as parishes in the city mm-hmm. uh, and this is just one of those ways that's like yeah you know each parish could do their own thing mm-hmm. uh yeah like we could have a retreat here and we did talk about like should we mm-hmm. have one but then we decided that they have one already like and we're we've got other things going on so yeah, yeah, and you can kind of like hey let's just like pool resources and mm-hmm. you know have multiple priests to do confession rather than yeah. You know, yeah. it it just it just it's just nice and it kind of takes the strain off of everyone else. Right. 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 Um, yeah. So so that's nice. We have added confession times, mm-hmm. uh, which will be on the website after uh, today. So probably like around when if you're listening to this podcast, you can go on the website and look at uh, when the extra confession times are. Yeah. So. Yeah. So basically, there'll be some extra times the following weekend so the weekend of the 18th and 19th each of the parishes has an additional time with an extra priest and uh i think it's going to be 10 o'clock on the 18th at saint lawrence father rich and i will hear confessions no no, that one's father walsh and i and then three o'clock on the 19th three o'clock in the afternoon at holy family that's sunday uh father rich and myself will hear confessions so that's like the if you want to call our penance service, that's kind of, we're not having a service, we're just having extra confession, extra priest. Um, and then throughout the week, there's a number of other times uh, that week leading up to Christmas. So there's the regular confessions on Tuesday and Wednesday. And then uh, in the evening at Holy Family, we're having an adoration night on the 22nd. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll be uh, an opportunity for more confessions. And then there's uh, confession times after the daily masses on Thursday and Friday as well. So, yeah, lots of times. Um, we have Exalt coming up too, right? Next yeah. Wednesday. So I'm kind of ahead of myself that week in between this week and Christmas week, the le- week leading up to Christmas, we have Exalt that Wednesday, and that's at the cathedral, 7 to 
That's if you don't know what that means. That it's basically a time of confessions and adoration and music, prayer and so forth, and that's directed at the youth, but anybody can go. So yeah, and they usually have you know one kind of each semester, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and switch around which parishes. Yeah, they. Uh, There's usually a little talk at the beginning. To. So yeah. Um. Um. Tuesday, there's faith. Uh, we have our. We're back on RCIA, mm-hmm. and yep. I, I am yep. the featured speaker that 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 day. So this coming Tuesday, the uh, topic is church history. So if you want to cover two thousand years of church history in an hour and a half, <laughs> come to RCIA. It's again that class is offered for those who are discerning about becoming Catholic, but it's also offered for any Catholics who want to learn more about their faith. So. Anybody's welcome to attend. That's Tuesdays at 6.30 to 8 at Holy Family every Tuesday, or most Tuesdays. We, di- we didn't have it this week because of um, the Our Lady of... Uh, our, the the Conception fell on Wednesday, and some sometimes there's an evening Mass on Tuesday, but I didn't have one, so it wasn't, wasn't anything for me to do on Tuesday evening, which was fine. A uh, couple more things. More so, things. Yeah, yeah. there's, okay. there's, there, there, there's a, quite a bit going on right now, which is kind of nice. Uh, there's, um, we're gonna have some special, like, uh, healing like service after, after mass, they'll be next weekend. Mm -hmm. So not this weekend, the 11th and 12th, but the weekend of the 18th and 19th, that same weekend that we're having those extra confessions after each mass that weekend, they're going to do, we're going to do half an hour of healing service. Basically, it's going to be half an hour of adoration. So at the end of mass, we'll, we'll just go right into adoration. We won't even process out or anything. Um, and then we will do uh, that adoration. We'll have some prayer teams who, who can pray with people, hopefully. And then we will have, uh, for those who would like it and are in need of it, the anointing of the sick. So anybody who's dealing with um, terminal illness or long-term illness or injury or anything like that um, can be anointed, get, receive the sacrament of healing from the church. So. I'll be offering that after each of the masses. So yeah, it'll be just real quick, half hour. Hopefully, people will stay and and pray. Um, so if if you don't need to be prayed with, uh, with the prayer team or the um, anointing of the sick, you can pray for other people. And I'll kind of give some explanation, but it's basically a time of asking God to heal us as individuals and for all those who ask us to pray for them and family and friends who we know could use our prayer. So yeah, that's what kind of what's going on that. Um, weekend after the masses, so that should be be interesting. I, I'm hoping there's a good response from people. So yeah. Uh, the last thing is um, there's a an open house for the new uh, Catholic high school. Uh-huh. Yes. Happening uh, this upcoming Thursday. Yeah, the 16th. I the think 16th, it is. The yeah. 16th. Um, from 1:30 to 6:30, we think. We think. Double check, but I know it starts in the afternoon and ends in the evening. So I think they wanted to make it long enough that people that could go when it's not dark or if they have to work that they could yeah. come to see it so yeah and th- this should be cool so you know if you have uh like a kid that will be in high school mm-hmm. somewhat soon mm-hmm. um you can go and check that out and check out the facility and you yeah. know see what the the plan for it is or if you're just you know if you're just curious and you want, you want to go uh, look at it yeah yeah so that. for those who don't are not aware the diocese uh got some big donors to help them purchase the um building that's behind St. John's that used to be like a orphanage back in the day and then it became something else I'm not sure eventually it became uh, like a 
place for st- troubled students, you know, juvenile, I don't know what you call it. Uh, basically, they were kind of there and they were learning and ed- education, but in more of a controlled environment and so forth. So now it's been purchased and it will become our high school here in Duluth, part of the Stella Maris thing. So it will be opening next fall with ninth and 10th grade, I believe. And so they're, they're working already to try to get it ready for that. And there's a lot of work to do. To, to do. Um, I was over there uh, recently and some of the rooms had been lived in. They were like dorms basically for these students and kind of looked like the rapture had happened. Like, like <laughs> there's just stuff like everywhere that just looked like it just got left. Like they just left it on the floor, left like clothes and stuff and all kinds of different things and just kind of left there. So there's a lot of cleanup to do really, but um, yeah, it's exciting uh, to, to see that happening. And I'm, I'm hopeful that the Lord will, will do a great thing. And I think it's, like I was saying before, it's such a huge building. I think there's a lot of opportunities for other things to happen there too. Like maybe they could do the retreats there because it's it, it's big enough for a high school and many other things. So we'll see what, what the diocese decides to do with that space. So. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of, you know, cool opportunities mm-hmm. uh, that comes along with that. So, um, yeah, and cool to get Catholic high school back in. Uh, yeah, in the diocese. Maybe Catholic high school that's... that's Sponsored by the diocese. Yes, yes, yes. Not to discount Mater Dei. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, more on like a wide, wide scale type yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so that you know that that that's it. That's it. So if you don't have something there that you can do in the next couple of weeks, that's all we got. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, so today we're going to do some. Uh, some prayer. We're going to do uh, a little meditation with uh, the the Christmas Day gospel, right? Uh, this or is Master it? in the Night. Okay. So so Christmas, like Christmas Eve night? Yes. Or, yes. Okay. Uh, if you do the full cycle of the four sets of readings, this would be the, the second one. So there's Mass for, for the Vigil, Master in the Night, which is this one, Master in, at Dawn, and Master in the Day. So... There's a lot of different sets of readings, but okay. Yeah. So, the, so this is set two out of four. Yeah, <laughs> uh, this this one is for mass at night. Yeah. So. Okay. Great. So the, we're going to read uh, this. So it's Luke chapter two. We're going to start verse one and go through verse fourteen. If you would like to follow along. Um, Luke fourteen. Luke Luke chapter two. Two. Verses one, one through to fourteen. 14. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, I will read this through, and then we can kind of sit and chew on it a little bit, mm-hmm. and then um, I do you want me to read through it again? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, and then we can kind of go into a meditation with it. All right? Okay. Should we? We didn't do our prayer yet. Should we do our prayer? Oh, we didn't. We're we're, we're, we're doing it right we're, now. We're gonna pray. Yeah. We're yeah. gonna <laughs> pray with scripture. Yeah. Uh, great. So yeah, we'll start in the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. In those days, a decree went forth from Caesar Augustus that the whole world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment when Quirinius. No, quite. I I can't even say it now. (laughs) Sorry. Um, When that guy 
Quinerus was governor of Syria. So all went to be enrolled, each to his own town. And Joseph, too, went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David that is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David, to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. While they were there, the time came for her to have her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were shepherds in that region, living in the fields and keeping the night watch over their flock. The angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were struck with great fear. The angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For today, in the city of David, a Savior has been born for you, who is Messiah and Lord. And this will be a sign for you, that you will find an infant wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly hosts with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. So we'll just sit with this for um, a moment or two and just... um, yeah, just kind of see what is uh, sticking out to you and maybe what, um, yeah, if there's an image or a word that's really um, sticking out to you. Just to mention, there's a a lot of different aspects of this reading we could meditate on. Might choose to meditate on, even though it's a very brief part of the reading, Mary and Joseph making their way to Bethlehem, or even their being present in Bethlehem, being in the stable, giving birth. Or maybe you're more drawn to the shepherds and what happens with them, but you know, there's a lot of little pieces of this we could meditate upon. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus uh, that the whole world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment when Quirinius was governor of Syria. So all went to be enrolled, each to his own town. And Joseph, too, went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to to Judea, to the city of David that is called Bethlehem, because he 
was of the house and the family of David, to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. While they were there, the time came for her to have her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were shepherds in that region, living in the fields and keeping the night watch over their flock. The angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were struck with great fear. The angel said to them, Do not be, do not be afraid, for behold, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, a Savior has been born for you, who is Messiah and Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find an infant wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was a, a multitude of the heavenly hosts with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. I'd like to just maybe do two meditations. One first on the just the image of being in the in the stable with Mary and Joseph, maybe right after Jesus is born, to put ourselves in that place. What do we see? What does it look like? Maybe we maybe we've been in a barn before. Maybe we know what it looks like to be in a barn, or what it smells like. Probably you can smell the hay and the manure, maybe, smells. Um, I don't know if if uh, that brings a sense to mind, that you maybe just place yourself there and see Mary and Joseph. Um, and the child Jesus is wrapped in swaddling clothes. What does he look like? We've seen babies. What is... What does the baby Jesus look like to you? Is there anything that stands out? What does Mary look like after giving birth? She's been carrying this child for nine months. Some times of uncertainty, even times of traveling here to Bethlehem. And now she's probably tired, but probably a lot of joy too. Joseph is there. Maybe Joseph, what is he thinking or seeing? Is there a, a sense where we identify with one of the characters in the, in the scene, Mary or Joseph or Jesus, or maybe we, um, we're an observer from the outside? What, what, what do we see in the scene? What speaks to us? I, th I think of... I look at Joseph and I think, I wonder if he feels a little sheepish. Uh, his wife and his adopted son are here in the barn. There's no place for them in the inn. This is the best we can do. Um, maybe he's at peace with it. Maybe he's kind of come to accept it and maybe he's even happy. Like, at least we found a place to be. Uh, or maybe there's a feeling of like, ah, I wish I could have done better. But, you know, in our lives sometimes 
we have these moments where we have expectation or a desire to provide something for our family, and we're not able to do that, but the Lord provides what is needed. So. What do we see? What do we smell? What's, what feeling do we have? And then maybe we can think about the angels and the, the scene in the field with the shepherds. So the shepherds have been there. It's night. You can imagine there. You know, this is their usual thing. They're out with their sheep at night, caring for the flock, maybe gathered together, maybe sitting around a fire or something like that, talking about the day or talking about different things, maybe kind of having lighthearted conversation when suddenly that angel appears to them. And you can imagine these simple men camped out in the fields. This is not a usual circumstance for them. And what, what must they have felt to have this heavenly being come to visit them and speak to them? And you can imagine the question going through their mind, why me? Why why did why is this happening to me? I'm not a Pharisee, I'm not a Sadducee, I'm not a anybody, I'm just a shepherd. Why did God choose to appear to the shepherds? And the news that they hear, there's a child, and they're told to go see the child. Again, what, what do we see in the field? What's going through my mind? Yeah, I want to go see this child, but I have my flock here. What do I do? Do I leave the flock? Do I go? What are we going to do? Do we bring the flock with us? All these things running through their minds. And then the host of angels appear and sing that hymn, which we know well, Glory to God in the Highest. Hymn of great rejoicing and joy and fulfillment. If we were in the field there, what, what would be our experience of that? What, how would that affect us? Seeing this host of angels rejoicing. Must have been a life-changing experience for those shepherds. And they went with great haste to go see the child. What do we see? What do we smell? What do we taste? What do we what do we experience? The images of scripture are very rich when we take time to try to enter into those scenes. And there's the facts of what happened and when we read that that's helpful but then there's our own meditation and sometimes our own meditation goes in a different direction and what where does our meditation take us are we afraid are we filled with wonder 
Are we joyful? Are we surprised? Why, why do we have these reactions? As we come closer to the Feast of Christmas, it's good for us to meditate on this passage where we can so quickly move, move over. Yes, we know the story. We know the events. But have we entered into the scene? Have we put ourselves there and allow the Lord to speak to us about what he wants to share with us in those images? God, we come before you asking your insights. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we ask that you would speak to us through your word so that we can come to know and discern how you speak to us and that we may respond with a generous heart. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Great. Thank you, Father. Yeah. It's good homily prep. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um, yeah. Did anything stick out to you during that? Um. Yeah, I guess. Uh, the, the. I guess the two scenes I picked up on those, those are the ones that were sticking out to me. Um, it's crazy to me to think that Jesus was born in a barn, like yeah, the king of the universe. Uh, wow, like he was born in a barn, and and the, and the holy family had nothing, right? Nothing. I, I guess I, I think of Joseph in that situation and just think. be hard hard to accept like this is what i have to offer a barn to my wife and yeah. my <laughs> you like feel inadequate yeah feel inadequate like i have one job to take care of this woman and this child and this is all i can do and how often do we feel powerless or feel like we're letting god down and yet i think we can say that god often allows that and he certainly allowed it in this situation for our good. Because there's something about Jesus being born in a barn that helps us to say, okay, his greatness does not come from where he was born mm-hmm. or how he was born, uh, but that he was born. And so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot there. But So that was one thing that was speaking to me. And then, yeah, just the angels, just kind of pondering, why did God come to the or the angels coming to the shepherds why did god choose the shepherds you know send his angels to yeah what's the hidden message there certainly i think there's the aspect of the shepherds are these simple guys you know they're not too sophisticated probably and the message of the gospel came to them first interesting didn't come to the learned didn't come to the 
again, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, those who were following the law more rigorously or who knew the scriptures better or were kind of like basically like the university professors of their day, if you brought it into our own modern times or the, the clergy of their day. Um, it, he, the, the message came to these shepherds out in the field who basically lived a different life. They'd be kind of like gypsies in our time, maybe, or, or something like that. Like people or the homeless, you know, even like who just kind of camp out places, you know. Very interesting. Why did God choose to come to them? So. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of the the part of the the shepherds that stuck out to me too. And just just the fact that, I mean, I'd probably thought about it before, or maybe, I mean, I heard it before, but probably haven't like, Register that, like, oh, this was like the first sharing of the gospel of like the good news mm-hmm. was right here, yeah, T- yeah, to them, yeah, and then also thinking, like, oh, I wonder what they like did with it or like how did it impact their lives, yeah, like after you know, and to the state shepherds, did it was it like God's calling us to do something different, or was it like, no, you're shepherds. Mm-hmm. But I want I want you to know this. Just know this, yeah, 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 yeah. And it, it almost like, not that it like diminishes the gospel, but it kind of like, um, I don't know, like the simplicity of it, I guess. Mm-hmm. I've just like, no, like, you know, this Messiah is born uh, to save you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have a good rest of your day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are saved. <laughs> So, I mean, it is. It's a very impactful thing to know, but in some sense, practically, it doesn't change their profession. It doesn't change their circumstances. They're still poor shepherds living out in the field, and that's not going to change probably. But what does change is their knowledge of, like, God sent a child to save us. God is here to save us. Like, maybe I don't even understand how and and why and all that, but... And, I know and, he, and he wants us to know about it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, very interesting. Worth more pondering probably. So. Yeah. Um, The next bit, the part that we didn't read, is when the shepherds, like, actually go and mm-hmm. visit them. Yeah. And, um, and when they go and they visit them, they, like, tell Mary and Joseph that, like, these angels came and told us to come here and whatever. And uh, the verse 19 is the, and Mary kept all these things re- reflecting on them in her heart, yeah. which I know is a pretty like well-known passage of just like, Mary's just like, just pondered that mm-hmm. and how like we're called also to like ponder these things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, not to just pass over them. Because we really only read these at Christmas, right? I mean, yeah. it's like the only time of the year that we read some of these passages in Scripture we read a number of times throughout the year. We Like we read the Annunciation passage for almost every Marian feast day or something or something related to it. But this passage of the incarnation, the the uh, the birth of Jesus, rather, um, we don't read very often. So it's it's easy just to kind of write it off like, oh, yeah, Christmas. And that's it. But there's a lot there's a lot of depth to these passages. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, as we have um you know, more 
Um, you know, we have time over the next couple weeks still of Advent and then even in the season of Christmas too, um, just to, you know, to make it uh, like a priority to actually like to, to continue to pray and meditate mm-hmm. with some of this, yeah. with, with some of these readings. Cause I know like I have not done enough in like the previous like Christmas and Advent, Advent seasons. Sure. And so it's something that I want to do as uh, we get closer to Christmas this year is like actually just like continue to like come to these and, and like Mary, like ponder them. So. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So good. Well, yeah. Well, um, yeah, hopefully this, uh, was able to, uh, help, help some of you. If, if you're just like, oh, I don't really know how to, um, or how to pray with this, or I don't really know where to start. This is like a good start for you. Uh, and then, um, yeah, you can start to, you know, think and be like, okay, yeah, what, what stuck out to me? You know, mm-hmm. what's maybe something that I'm going to continue to ponder from this, um, as these next couple weeks come and then, um, as Christmas comes. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, yeah. Can I encourage you to continue to maybe work through some of this and pray with some of this and, um, yeah. Thank you, Father Eli, for Thanks, Dan. for leading us. And uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, we hope you have a great rest of your second week of Advent. And we will uh, talk.